0: Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ.
1: What's going on, everybody? Listen on your favorite podcast, Directory,
0: YouTube, and Rumble. I don't know how you fuck up your own intro, but okay. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Today is Friday, and it is The Realist Weekly Wrap-Up. Um... Real quick, I'll go through the formats of the show if we got any new listeners. Um, we also have Wednesday show, which is the Real Sun Wrap, which we really just go into like one specified area and talk about that. Um, then we have MJ's Message Mondays. Those will be on Monday. Says it in the fucking name. <laughs> fucking allergies um then we have sunday specials that's if we have a real heavy week in the beginning of the week um our weeks go thursday to thursday for this show um then we have fucking holiday specials and important dates for the country yes sir sorry that came out slow i'm getting distracted by uh Fucking articles. Uh, not really articles, the advertisements. I was like, man, do I need this?
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> and that's the whole thing. I know. And that's
1: the whole thing. And it's funny. It's always shit that you're looking at on your computer. It always comes up on all the different websites that, oh, look at this. Look at this from this website that you visited before. And,
0: or, or something you've been talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's. But they don't spy on
0: us. Yeah, let me let me put, take my tinfoil hat off here. Okay, let's get let's let,
1: let's get into the show here. All right, so my first one's from Fox News. New York City agrees to pay Black Lives Matter protesters thirteen million dollars in new mass arrests sell, settlement. And I brought this one up because, first of all, I'm I'm sick and sick and tired of the Black Lives Matter movement because it was all a bunch of bullshit. It was you know debunked and all that shit, but. New York can't even pay their own bills, but they're going to have to pay thirteen million dollars to these people, and I think it's kind of funny. And they want New York City residents to take in illegal, the illegals, and pay them for that. And where the fuck is all this money coming from? Cause everybody's sit, everybody's moving out of New York? So I don't know where the fuck this money's coming from. But it says New York City will give more than thirteen million dollars to more than one thousand protesters arrested or interacting with the police during the 2020 Black Lives Matter protest following a civil rights lawsuit settlement filed in Manhattan Federal Court Wednesday. Experts said the settlement, which allows the city to avoid a trial, would be among the most expensive payouts ever for mass arrests. It still needs to be approved by a judge before it's finalized. The lawsuit uh, focused on 18 protests that erupted in New York City in the week following George Floyd's death in May, according to attorneys for the plaintiff's, eligible persons can receive $9,950 in compensation. Protests and riots following the 2020 killing of Floyd resulted in at least 18 deaths, $350 million worth of property damage in the Minneapolis area, and nearly $2 billion nationwide. About 10,000 people were arrested in the span of a few days. We all know about that. Uh, And it, it keeps going on about, you know, when the Black Lives Matter protests were, were happening back then um i just think it's ridiculous you know they they were protesting and they if the police were involved and you had an altercation with a with the police officer then you weren't protesting you were rioting so that like we said before you need to hold the line and this is not holding the line this is just fucking bending over backwards and they're fucking giving it right up right up new york's ass in the tune of 13 million dollars yeah but that'll do it for that one.
0: Okay. My first one's from Breibart. Uh, House GOP passes plan to block sanctuary cities from housing, illegal aliens in public schools. So I, I haven't gone into this article, but I can, I can only say, I don't know if you guys have heard me that say this. This is a reason why you get to homeschool. Your kids or send them to a private school. Yes. I got to add it in private school now because some people are fucking morons. And they're like, oh, well, I'm not smart enough to teach my kid. Okay, well, you went through the fucking public schools, so... <laughs> <laughs> Point proven. <laughs> House Republicans passed a bill on Thursday that blocks local elected officials from housing border crossers and illegal aliens in public schools across the United States. After reports... Uh, circulated this month that New York City Mayor Eric Adams is looking to turn, uh, turn 20 to 30 public schools into migrant shelters. Um, House Republicans introduced the Schools No Shelters Act uh, to prevent mayors and other elected officials from housing border crossers and illegal aliens in schools that receive federal funds. Self-declared sanctuary jurisdictions are compounding the impact of this crisis by turning public school facilities into shelters for largely unvetted adult migrants who flock to their communities. Federation for American Immigration Reform, or FAIR, Fair. (laughs) President Dan (laughs) Stein said, the bill prohibits public schools and institutions of higher education that receive federal funds from housing illegals parents whose kids attend these schools many already failing to provide a first classroom education are rightly alarmed at the prospect of single adults being housed in their facilities hr 3941 would ensure that american schools are used for educating america's children wow really that guy sounds smart wow Uh, not as shelters for homeless migrants who are showing up in the response to the Biden administration's open border policies. Open border. It's more than open border. Then what is it? It's, it's literally (laughs) open America, not just Uh, the borders. Um, rep Nicole Malatakis, uh, Republican from New York who co-sponsored the legislation said, President Joe Biden and uh, Eric Adams are truly responsible for the influx of millions of migrants into our country and city, blasting the mayor for using the city's right to shelter law as a gateway to house border crossers and illegal aliens in public schools. I am happy to see the house take action to stop the mayor from putting individuals who are, not uh, properly vetted in facilities that should be exclusively utilized for our children, she, she said. I urge that the Senate to take uh, up this legislation along with the comprehensive border security package the House passed in May. When uh, Adams first began housing border crossers and illegal aliens in New York City public schools, outraged parents and school children protested. Our children deserve to have their um, academics. How are they going to do that when your kids are having to worry about who they are around? We're, We're going to get hurt, one parent said at the protest, and other teachers as well are having to suffer because now... They are stuck in the position where they can't even get their kids help. In response, Eric Adams shrugged off the opposition saying, none of us are comfortable with having to take these drastic steps. Well, I can tell you one fucking drastic step you can take, put them on a fucking plane and send them back to where the fuck they came from. And if you don't want to send them there because you're like, oh, you know, they're they're coming from asylum. Then send them over to fucking Ukraine. We're sending them everything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are.
0: Fucking send them some people.
1: <laughs> All right. So my, my And you
0: and you can fucking say they're American because they've been here for fucking probably six to nine months. Yeah, at
1: least. So my next one's from Fox News. Biden administration hit with a lawsuit over eco actions that industry says could cost millions of jobs. The American Chemical Council, or the ACC, a trade group uh, representing a large swath of U.S. chemical industry, uh, filed a legal complaint against the Biden administration on Thursday over recent actions targeting use of the chemical formaldehyde. The ACC's legal action was filed against the Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, and the National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, over the EPA's draft assessment for, of formaldehyde, published in 2022. The lawsuit accuses the EPA of numerous violations of the Federal Committee Advisory Committee Act, which mandates independence during the peer review process. For over a year, ACC has repeatedly expressed concerns with the EPA in the NASM and their fa- failure to comply with the uh, FACA legal requirements, ACC said in a statement. Today's complaint outlines the fundamental failures of this review process to the to follow the law and basic standards for scientific integrity, and independent peer review, and governmental transparency. We have the highest level, uh, highest respect for NASA and believe it should be it should adhere to the highest standard for objectives, scientific peer review. The group added, unfortunately, this review process has included numerous FACA violations, including improper EPA influence conflicts of interest on the committee, a lack of technical balance, and a failure to meet transparency obligations or provide meaningful op- opportunities for public comment. In April 2022, the EPA released its 2,000-page formaldehyde draft assessment under the agency's Integrity, I- Integrity, Integrated Risk Information Systems, IRIS, which was formed in the 1980s to identify hazards. The assessment linked inhalation of tiny doses of formaldehyde to various cancers and other health issues like sensory irritation, respiratory problems, and reproductive toxicity. Following the conclusion of its 60-day comment period in June June 2022, the assessment entered a a scientific peer review process overseen by NASM. The EPA has faced criticism from chemical industries, groups like ACC agricultural industry groups, scientists, and bipartisan lawmakers. And this just shows that the Biden administration is incapable of doing their jobs. They can't follow the rules. They think they make the rules. They're above the rules, whatever. I think it's ridiculous. If the assessment is finalized, the EPA would, uh, would, for the first time ever, officially designate formaldehyde as a known human carcinogen. According to the law firm Hunt and Andrews Kurth, which specializes in litigation related to consumer products industries, the classification would increase litigation risk for companies who manufacture formaldehyde for whose products may contain the chemical and may lead to sweeping regulation bans. Formaldehyde is extensively regulated to protect human health and environment, the ACC ACC said in a statement. Decades of scientific data uh, support a safe level of formaldehyde exposure at current regulatory levels. Due to decades of innovation, this compound has become an ingredient in life-saving medical devices, vaccines, and antimicrobials that keep us healthy. So that's cool. This formaldehyde and all all this shit. And they just said it right here. The, in life-saving medical and, devices, and, and, vaccines, and antimicrobials. And,
0: and nobody's getting arrested about it.
1: No, no. No. Because it's not in that 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 level that's going to be toxic, oh, but they can okay. still use it.
0: Over time, it will probably lead to a level that's toxic. Exactly.
1: So that, that's going to do it for that article.
0: All right. Okay, my uh, next article is from uh, the post-millennial. I thought Three. you were going to
1: say post-malone. <laughs>
0: back to the show my my article is from the post-millennial breaking trump vows to institute death penalty for child track traffickers after screening sound of freedom yeah i haven't i haven't seen this movie yet i haven't either but uh oh, oh okay <laughs> i still support <laughs> i still support that <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh I will be seeing it um sometime this weekend. Nice. Just in case uh any of our listens listeners are curious about what I do. <laughs> I go to the movie on the weekends. <laughs> I don't go I no, I really don't go to the movies. I think Yeah, this, you don't. You that, really don't I think this is uh Yeah, I I think this is a movie that everybody should see, you know. Right, and for all you stupid fucks out there that are like, oh, you know that movie's not a real thing, (laughs) you know what it is? It's fucking made by Hollywood, so yeah, it's not a real thing. But the story behind it is pretty fucking real, okay? And pretty fucked up. Yeah, and if and if you think and if you think it's not, then okay, well maybe you're into fucking trafficking children or human trafficking. It really tells me a lot about you as a person. Yep. So the more, more fucking people on the left open up their fucking mouth, you're starting to see what what they really are as a person, what they support. But nothing's happening.
1: Nothing's happening with it. Like 10 years no. ago, if shit like this was coming out, they the place would be in an uproar.
0: Yeah, but no, you got people on the left fucking being, supporting pedophiles, supporting human trafficking, supporting mutilating fucking kids and sterilizing them at a young age for a trans movement that fucking is a bunch of bullshit. So anyways, let me get into this article before I go off on a tangent here. (laughs) After seeing anti-human trafficking film Sound of Freedom early this week, the real president, Donald Trump, has vowed to institute the death penalty for human traffickers if he earns a second term in the White House. Trump held a screening at Bedminster, New Jersey, where he spoke to the filmmaker and the starring actor. Who plays federal agent Tim Ballard, who made it his mission to investigate human trafficking and rescue children. So if you got a problem with the fucking movie that's about rescuing children, again, it explains a lot about you. Right. Um the filmmaker was appointed as member of President Trump's advisory commission on on uh Hispanic prosperity. He emphasized the importance of coming together as a society to address, uh, this problem with human trafficking in a Fox uh, interview, the star actor called president Trump, the new Moses and said, he's got to be in there because he's going to go after the traffickers. Okay. So article goes on a little bit. I'm not going to read it all because it pretty much uh, sums it up in the t- uh, fucking title of the article. But if you want to read it, it's from the Post Millennial. Um, and he, fuck, he fucking should go after him. He, I mean, in, in this, it says, you know, he will urge Congress to ensure that anyone. Fuck it. Write an executive order, okay? Yeah. What do, you, what do you think fucking pedophile Biden did when he fucking got in? Start signing executive orders left and right to fuck up everything. Yep. And that's why you as an American are sitting in a fucking shitty situation, working your ass off, and your paycheck is pretty much going nowhere. You're spending fucking $400 on groceries for fucking two bags. You're fucking... Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know? Yeah. You're fucking getting screwed at the gas pump. You, you fucking throw, your, you throw the nozzle in there, fucking fuel up, and then it gets shoved up your ass.
1: So. <laughs> so my next article is from One American News. Biden ironically claims, we ended cancer as we know it during speech on mental health. <laughs> He's speaking on mental health? What the fuck? President Joe Biden was bashed online after falling victim to another gaffe claiming his administration ended cancer as we know it, which they probably did, but squash it because there's no fucking money in in cures. It's, you know, keeping people sick, so they keep taking all those treatments and pills. Biden made the uh, polarizing statement during a speech about expanding access to mental health care at the White House. One of the things I'm always asked is why Americans have sort of lost faith for a, a while in being able to do things if you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said, I'd cure cancer. They looked, they looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can, we ended cancer as we know it, the president declared. So it wasn't just like a random, yeah, we clear, we, we, uh, we cured cancer. He, He was actually thinking about that, he was thinking about his his words. Confused, uh, the confused president was also perplexed by the idea that a broken arm and a mental breakdown are treated differently, and that there is no distinction between the two in his mind. Really, wow, <laughs> fucking.
0: And folks, you know, and then that that's who people voted for. Yeah, that's. I would really, I really want to have somebody on this show with us that can justify why the fuck they voted for him. Right. Like, give me, give me some real reasons. They fell for the typical yeah. political bullshit. That's what I'm going to
1: do all of this for you. And then they're going no, to, it, no, it, it,
0: it. it wasn't even that they just, they just hated Trump so much for no reason.
1: That too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And folks, you know, I don't know what the difference between breaking your arm and having a mental, a mental breakdown is. He added it's health. There's no distinction. <laughs> okay. We must fulfill the promise of true mental health parity for all Americans now, he added. Uh, Biden communicated his in his speech in the East Room on Tuesday that his goal is to end the stigma around mental illness by giving Americans the tools to get help when they need it. Users all, all over the internet were quick to mock the statement that Biden made during his speech. Conservative commentator, uh, commentator Rogan O'Hanley, who goes by at DC underscore Drano t- tweeted <laughs> DC Drano. That's fucking funny. Biden uh, just announced that he's cured cancer. Yes, he seriously did. We are an international joke. No, sir. We've been an international joke for quite some time. Yes. It's, it's, it's nothing recent.
0: As soon as Biden got in.
1: Yep. Colin Rugg co-owner of training politics, tweeted the video, with a sarcastic response saying, just in, President Joe Biden has officially cured cancer, according to President Joe Biden. What an amazing day for people around the world. I I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because we can, and we ended cancer as we know it. Biden will now be working to cure dementia. <laughs> so that's going to do it for that article. But, you know, there's just, you know, another article, another thing where where this guy... Just needs to be in a nursing home, tucked away somewhere to to live out the the next year of his life or whatever.
0: (laughs) Well, while Biden thinks he cured cancer, uh, Texas Governor Abbott tells Biden, see you in court. (laughs) He probably doesn't even know this is going on. Defying, Defying a request from the Department of Justice, Texas Governor Greg Abbott told pedophile Joe Biden on Monday that he will not be ordering the removal of floating barriers from the Rio Grande river to end the risk that migrants will be harmed crossing the border illegally. You must be fully enforced the laws of the United States that prohibit illegal immigration between ports of entry. Abbott wrote in a letter to pedophile Biden after the justice department requested last week that he, uh, remove the barriers. In the meantime, Texas will fully utilize its constitutional authority to deal with the crisis you have caused. Texas will see you in court, Mr. Pedophile, he added.
1: (laughs) That would be great if he actually said that. That's
0: what I would have said. If if you didn't know, that's what I would have said. (laughs) I don't know if anybody wanted to know that, but Now, you know, on Thursday, the DOJ said it plans to file a lawsuit against Texas for the placement of floating barriers in the Rio Grande, according to a letter obtained by CNN and sources familiar with the matter who spoke to the outlet. According to the letter sent to Abbott, the Justice Department set a deadline of 2 p.m. Eastern time on Monday for Texas to commit to removing the floating barriers between legal action would uh, or legal action would be uh, taken. Um, addressing pedophile Biden, the Republican governor said he had uh, asserted Texas sovereign interests in protecting the state's borders with the marine barriers in his role as the commander in chief of our state's militia under Article 4 of the Texas Constitution. Nice. In response, the White House. Um, Decried Abbott's actions as dangerous and unlawful. I don't give a fuck. How about that? Good job, Abbott. <laughs> fucking keeping, keeping fucking scumbags out of our country. At least somebody's trying to do it. Yeah. Fucking Governor, Governor Abbott's dangerous and unlawful actions are, are undermining the effective plan and making it hard for men and women of border control to do their jobs in securing our border. No, the fuck it's not. Are you fucking stupid? White house spokesman. Abdullah Hassan told CNN, the governor's um, actions are cruel in putting both migrants and border agents in danger. No, it's putting the migrants in danger. If you're stupid enough, to try to swim across and yeah, I don't know what to tell you. If Governor Abbott truly wanted to drive toward a real solution, he'd be asking Republican colleagues in Congress, including um, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, why they voted against Biden's request for uh, record funding to the Department of Homeland Security and why they are blocking comprehensive immigration reform and border security measures to finally fix the broken immigration system, he said. Well, we wouldn't have a broken immigration system if pedophile Biden didn't fucking open up the fucking borders. How about that, Mr. Hassan? Exactly. Open up your fucking eyes, dipshit. The DOJ's threat of legal action is based on the clause in the Rivers and Harbors Act that uh, prohibits the creation of any obstruction to a navigable capacity of waters of the United States and further prohibits building any structure in such waters without authorization from United States Army Corps Corps of Engineers. Well, they're, they're too busy trying to figure out what a man or a woman is in the army. So they got bigger issues. Um, Texas is already facing a lawsuit brought by the owner of a Texas canoe and ki- kayak company. Oh boy. Wow. Wow, look at them getting in the news. The suit was filed the same day that Texas began deploying buoys for the floating barrier. It lists the state of Texas and Abbott as well as the Texas National Guard and the Texas Department of Public Safety, according to CNN. CNN. Well, all I got to say about that is fucking hold the line on that, Abbott, because you know what? US government, if they want to waste fucking taxpayers' money on pulling those buoys out to let more immigrants in, it just shows where the fuck they stand. They're not about protecting the American citizens. They're about protecting a bunch of fucking illegals that probably shouldn't even be in this country because they probably shouldn't even be in the country they're coming from. Right. Probably belong in fucking jail. Yeah,
1: they probably Because you do. got
0: fucking, again, human traffickers, pedophiles, criminals. You got MS-13, Mexican mafia. You know, list goes on.
1: Yeah, exactly. And they they all, like you said, they all just need to get the fuck out of here. Come through the fucking normal way, the legal way. If it's not fast enough for you, pick another fucking country. Like, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, just because horse teeth AOC says fucking <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's really hard to get through the immigration process. Well, it should be. You're coming to a fucking, well, what used to be known as a great country before the pedophile got in. Yeah. And then sad. and then you got people like horse teeth running, running, running shit. <laughs> so my next one's from Trending Politics.
1: Jack Smith's a charge of Trump with Civil War era violation used for J6 prosecutions. January 6th, if you didn't know leaked letter recently a leaked letter, recent- I heard <laughs> <laughs> a leaked letter <laughs> recently sent a, a former president Donald Trump indicates that special counsel Jack's, uh, counsel Jack Smith intends to charge him with a number of crimes related to the january 6 2021 riots including a section from the us code dating back to reconstruction that was used to prosecute j6 defendants and in, in other modern era uh, voter rights cases the new york times received a, co- a copy of the letter in which jack smith refers to three criminal statutes under consideration as the J- justice department weighs its prosecution of the former president and republican frontrunner for next year's elections two potential charges conspiracy to defraud the government and obstruction of an official proceeding were previously known but the latest revelation in case that smith intends to prosecute trump no differently than the J6 prisoners who he claims were upper operating under the president's guidance when they illegally entered the Capitol building during efforts to certify, uh, certify the election in favor of President Joe Biden. And that's fucking ridiculous because there's tons of video out there that shows that it by uh, Trump had nothing to do with it because these people were being carted around by the fucking Capitol police. Bring coming to this room or that room or whatever, and Trump himself stood up there and he said, "Yes, go there and protest." He didn't say, "Go there and fucking storm the building." He didn't say that once. The U.S. Code Title 18, Section 241, makes it a crime to conspire to injure, oppress, threaten, or intimidate any person in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured to him by the Constitution, laws, or laws of the United States. The statute was enacted by Congress following the Civil War in a bid to prevent the Ku Klux Klan and other groups from preventing newly freed slaves from exercising their right to vote. <clears throat> Smith will likely rely on previous cases in 1950 and 1974, which successfully utilized the law to prosecute instances of ballot, ballot box tampering, though on a much larger scale. The special counsel would have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that President Trump took similar steps to overturn the results of the 2020 election in several states, including Georgia, where he is facing a separate investigation. Aides to the former president, including former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani and attorney John Eastman confirmed to the times that they have not received similar letters, intimidating prosecution. From the times, the corrupt obstruction of proceedings proceeding charge has been used against hundreds of J6 riders and has served the justice department's go-to count in describing the central event that day. The disruption of the electoral college certification process was taking place inside the Capitol during a joint session of Congress. The law was originally passed as a part of the, the Sarbanes-Oaksley Act, a measure meant to curb corporate mouth, mouth, malfeasance. I don't know. Defense lawyer, <laughs> defense lawyers for several rioters, have challenged its use against their clients, saying it was meant to stop crimes like witness tampering or document destruction, and had been unfairly stretched to include the chaos at the Capitol. Which is true, and that's their M.O. They stretch shit and they, they basically lie about the shit that that happened on January sixth and everything else that they do. That's just that part of the M.O.
0: Misinformation. Good. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but in April, a federal appeals court upheld the vi- uh, viability of applying that charge to participants in the Capitol's attacks. Still, unlike ordinary rioters, Mr. Trump did not physically participate in the storming of the Capitol, although he had summoned supporters to Washington that day and railed about the unwillingness of Vice President Mike Pence, who was proceeding over. No, presiding over the proceedings in Congress to stop them. And it goes on a little bit more, but it just shows, uh, you know, they're, they're trying everything in their power to not have Trump get into office. And you have to ask yourself why. Like, the, no president has ever gone through this much shit. And, you know, they're, they're they're throwing everything that they can at this guy. And that's because they know if he gets elected, Fucking shit's going to hit the fan and heads are going to fucking roll.
0: People are going to be held fucking accountable. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Really? Well, because the thing is, is when he came in the first time for, you know, uh, last time he was president, he was new to the whole thing. He was a businessman. Yeah. Now he's coming in with some fucking experience under his belt. It's probably going to fucking wipe out everything in fucking D.C. (laughs)
1: That's what we need. That'll do it for that
0: article. Okay. Great job today. Might have had. (laughs) (laughs) Breibart, Ohio. This one's from Breibart. Ohio and Indiana want automated semi trucks rolling down I 70. (laughs) I want to watch the live feed. I know. Um, automated semi trucks could soon be traveling on i-70 between indianapolis indiana and columbus ohio thanks to an initiative by drive ohio and each state's department of transportation drive ohio was announced um announced a four-year-long eight million dollar plan to bring automated semi trucks to ohio roads according to report by wdtn The automated semis will uh, reportedly begin on a 166-mile stretch of I-70 between Indianapolis and Columbus, which has been dubbed the Automation Corridor. corridor. The goal of the project is to examine how this technology might be able to scale in the future to potentially address the truck driver shortage that we're seeing and how we might be able to use technology and kind of fill the worker gap drive, Ohio spokesperson, Brianna, uh, said, well, right here for all you morons, I'm not saying you listeners, but for all the morons out in this country that are like, Hey, I can't find a job. Well, I don't know. Go to a fucking six or eight week course to get your CDL Cause you know I got mine a while ago. My course was six weeks, but you can go do that. And there's a driver shortage, so you're probably gonna get a fucking job. Yep.
1: Yeah. They they are.
0: You see the new morons they're hiring at my place.
1: Oh God. <laughs> probably probably walking in in slippers and fucking.
0: <laughs> um, a front truck will control what the what the follow truck's movements are. So the front truck will control acceleration and braking. The follow truck will automatically respond. So when that technology is engaged, they will be following each other pretty closely, she added. Ohio and Indiana's transportation departments are reportedly uh, collaborating on this project in an attempt to learn how automation can work in, busy, in a busy area, as well as how the automotive technology uh, handles the oftentimes unpredictable weather of the Midwest. The semi-trucks involved in the project uh, will have a driver inside the vehicle and will be tested on a closed track before being sent into the open. There will also be safeguards in place so that the driver can take over and stop the automation in case anything goes wrong. Uh, Tom Milby, vice president of safety for trucking company, Home Run Inc., said that while this could be helpful to the trucking shortage, it is still better to have a person inside the truck. I agree. Absolutely. Because the fucking shit that happens out on the roads, I don't think the automation system is going to be able to respond to. Yeah, no. there, there are way too many things, Millberry said, things that happen so sudden, so fast, that I don't know if the computer can actually handle the situation that a human actually uh, see and take care of. Nonetheless, Drive Ohio reportedly hopes to have automated semi-trucks on the roads as early as the end of 2023 or the spring of 2024. Yeah, they should probably wait for the spring because they should probably not do it at all. Well, okay, because eventually, if this does take off, then pretty much truck drivers, as we know it, will...
1: Yeah, I remember seeing. I remember seeing a a video of what they were describing. There's there's a lead truck, and then the other truck follows, and it actually it actually did a really good job as far as following it and whatnot. But just like, but how I don't understand how how they can. Like, push forward with this when you can't even self-drive the Tesla. You're not supposed to use the Tesla self-drive all the time, but you're going to send an 80,000-pound rig down the fucking highway with nobody in it? Like, what the fuck?
0: Well, I don't know how they're going to do the automated thing when people are that are driving their cars are so busy fucking looking at their goddamn phone and don't know what's going on because accidents happen so quickly and... Like, I don't think the automated system is going to be, ha- be able to re- react because it's got to go through a computer. Right, to fucking right. process what the hell is going on. So by the time it really, oh, I, I apply brakes, you're already plowing into fucking the vehicles. Right, right. And I remember I told you I, I had to use a rental
1: with one of the runs that I was on, and it had the, the front braking system. Oh, yeah. And it, and it poured so so bad when I was going down the highway that the brakes applied themselves And I was, I was doing 65 down the highway and I dropped down to 45 and I had no control over it. I don't know how, if there was a car close to me in the back, it, I I had no clue. It just up and fucking hit the brakes because it thought that
0: there was a collision. Well, they've been trying this for years and it really hasn't panned out. So,
1: and it shouldn't fucking pan out. What should happen is you should put more money into the industry. So you attract more people. So people have jobs. We don't need computers having fucking jobs. Well,
0: you got a you got a lazy generation of people that are too worried about trying to figure out um what a man and a woman is because they want to be they they want they are a man and they're trying to identify as a woman and that's what they're worried about. Or they're worried yeah. about or they're worried about fucking pedophiles rights or some stupid shit instead of getting a real job and fucking contributing to society. Right. Yeah. They're they're fucking destroying society. They are. So, that's going to wrap that one up. So, so,
1: so, so, uh, (laughs) my next one's from Trending Politics. Jamie Foxx breaks silence about mystery illness three months after his health emergency. After three months of silence following a sudden medical emergency that required hospitalization, Oscar winning actor and singer Jamie Foxx opened up about his health crisis in a touching Instagram video on Friday evening. Jamie Foxx has been the subject of recent uh, health rumors after reports have surfaced suggesting that he had a uh, cerebral blood clot potentially induced by the COVID vaccine. Misinformation. So it was (laughs) induced
0: by the COVID vaccine.
1: Hollywood journalist A.J. Benza had earlier revealed that Fox reportedly experienced partial paralysis and loss of vision, along with other complications post-vaccination. Jamie had a blood clot in his brain, and after, uh, after he got the shot. He did not want the shot, but the movie he was on, he was pressured to get it. And so now, he should be suing who, I don't know, whoever, the director or, or whoever whoever runs that, that, whoever ran that set, that he should be fucking suing them. Mm-hmm. Benza said in an interview uh, with Dr. Drew... Fox's medical emergency became public during a film shoot alongside Cameron Diaz earlier this year, leading to his hospital- hospitalization. In the aftermath of the hospitalization, Fox's family refrained from discussing the specifics of his condition, sparking widespread speculation. Many believed the actor ha- had suffered a stroke, a theory further backed by his stay at Chicago Center, known for stroke rehabilitation. These conjectures were confirmed uh, confirmed by Mike Tyson in a podcast interview with Patrick Bet David, where Tyson mentioned that Fox isn't doing well. The former boxing champ said the they said he, meaning Fox, had a stroke and I have no idea what happened to him. However, in a heartfelt Instagram video, Fox directly addressed his fans for the first time since his health incident. Mm. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that's prayed, man, and sent me messages. I cannot even begin to tell you how far it took me and how it brought me back. He said, "I went through something that I thought I never would, never ever go through." He added. Despite the public's curiosity and eagerness for updates, he shared his reluctance to reveal his health struggles openly. I just don't want you to see me like that, man. I don't. I don't. I didn't want you to see me with tubes running out of me and figure and trying to figure if I was going to make it through. He continued Fox also addressed circulating rumors about his condition, dispelling fears of blindness or paralysis. Some people said I was blind, but as you could see, the eyes are working, said I was paralyzed. I'm not paralyzed, but I did go through. I went to hell and back in my road to recovery had some potholes as well. He said, it's been rough. It's been tough, man. I, I was sick, man. But now I got my legs under me, so you're gonna see me out, he added. In the video, Fox uh, revealed the crucial role his sister, Dieter Dixon, and his daughter, Corinne Marie, played in his recovery, crediting them with essential, essentially saving his life. He extended his gratitude to the medical team responsible for his care and com- uh, commended his family's resilience and confidentiality during the, this tough time. I cannot tell you how great it feels to have your family kick in such a, such a way. And you all know they kept it airtight. They didn't let nothing out. They protected me. He said, Fox stated that he wanted to be remembered for his jovial nature, his films and his music rather than his recent illness. And that is the end of the article. Um, it's just really good to hear that, you know, he's doing better. He's on the men. So that's good. Hopefully he keeps on going. And, um, you know, gets, gets back to a hundred percent. Um, but if he wasn't in my opinion, if he wasn't brought to the hospital when he was a blood clot to the brain, that's fatal. That's that's fatal in a lot of cases. So he's lucky in that sense, but good for him. And hopefully, like I said, he gets back to a hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So my next article is from Newsmax and, uh, Little follow up from last week: UPS reaches contract agreement with uh, with union, averting strike. Nice. So all you losers that sit on your couch and order shit won't won't feel any <laughs> just see any disruption. Uh, UPS has reached a contract agreement with its 340 thousand person strong union Tuesday. Uh, Averting a strike that had the potential to disrupt logistics nationwide for businesses and households alike. The Teamsters called the tentative agreement historic and overwhelmingly lucrative. It includes, among other benefits, higher wages and air conditioning in delivery trucks. Good for them. It's fucking stupid they got to fucking just drive around the doors open. Right. Right. Uh, member and they get out of the fucking truck like every fucking 30 seconds. So, yeah, they do. Uh, members of Teamsters, angered by the con by a contract that, um, they say was forced on them five years ago by union leadership, clashed with UPS over pay as profits for the delivery company soared in recent years. Union leadership, uh, was upended, upended last year with the election of Sean O'Brien, a vocal critic of. Of the union president who signed off on that contract, James Hoffa, the son of the famous Teamsters firebrand. Um, the two sided the two sides reached a tentative agreement early on safety issues, including equipping more trucks with with air conditioning equipment. Under the agreement, UPS said it would add air conditioning to U.S. small delivery vehicles purchased after January first, twenty twenty four. But a two-tier wage system remained a sticking point. The Teamsters called it unfair and that it ended under a new agreement. Profits at UPS have grown more than 140% since uh, the last contract was signed as the, um, the arrival of the deadly pandemic drastically transformed the manner in which uh, households get what they needed. Unionized workers argued that they were the ones um, shouldering growth at the Atlanta company and appeared dead set for writing what they saw as a bad contract. Member voting begins August 3rd and concludes August 22nd. UPS has the largest private sector contract with workers in North America. And the last breakdown in labor talks uh, a quarter century ago led to a 15 day walkout by 185,000 workers that crippled the company. So good for UPS getting some money like you said. Yeah. The 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 fucking the fucking trucking industry need, needs to start getting paid more because you got all these fucking pieces of shit that are like, "Oh, I need more for minimum wage." No, you just need a better job. Yeah.
1: You actually need to get into Well, no, into a because career.
0: if if their minimum wage is going up, then our fucking pay should go up.
1: Yeah. And then we're still, it's still, percentage-wise, it's, you're still paying yeah. certain the same percentage for milk and all this other shit, but... My next one's from Trenton Politics. New Jersey governor explains why he's suing to go behind parents' backs to confuse children about their gender identity. That's just, that's just fucked up. Oh, I thought <laughs> that was the article. <laughs> I mean, that... Pretty much... New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy appeared on Disgrace the Nation on Sunday and explained why he is suing for teachers to be able to sow gender identity confusion among children without notifying their parents. Brennan, I want to pick up on some things that we just discussed there, including when it comes to transgender care in your state, because I know your administration has sued three New Jersey school districts for adopting policies to tell parents if their children's if the children are showing signs of changing their identity. Why is Mr. Christie wrong when he, go, when he says parents are the ones who knows, know best here, and they, would be involved, they should be involved? Governor Dickhead Murphy, let me say unequivocally, I will not be going to chrischristie.com. Listen, we took these actions because it's the right thing to do to protect these precious young people. This is a complete culture war. And by the way, Chris Christie was really bad for the LGBTQIA plus community, and he underfunded public education by $9 billion, billion with a B, dollars. So with all due respect to the governor, I'm not sure he's much of a leg to stand on, but parents are always involved. Really? It's certainly not our administration. They're always at the table and they will always be, but let's be smart about this. Let's protect the rights of these precious kids. Let's do things the right way, the American way. And I think if we do that in the spirit of respecting everyone's rights, yeah, protecting the LGBTQIA plus community will land in a good place. No, you dumb fuck, leave the kids out of it. When are you guys gonna fucking learn? Brennan, one of the one of the attorneys for the school board in Marlboro, one of these school, uh, one of these districts, said that. This is blocking a school counselor or a staff member from telling a parent about this violation of a constitutional right for a parent to direct and control the upbringing of their child. Why isn't that compelling? Governor Murphy, obviously, parents are the uh, existential reality in, in the upbringing of any child. Without question, I don't deny that for one second, but let's not violate the Constitution. Constitutional and civil rights of precious young folks In many cases, who are coming to grips with life as they know, as they as they grow up and grow older, let's be respectful of that. Let's all be let's be all in this together, as opposed to this us versus them, this demonizing. And when that happens, invariably it's the LGBT community that gets, particularly trans folks, who get behind the eight ball. The fuck is he even saying? The New Jersey governor thus fa- fabricates this notion that of children's rights when he knows full well that children don't have the right to smoke or drink alcohol, or to join the military, or to vote, let alone perform genital mutilation surgery that will, in many cases, scar them for life, both physically and figuratively. But also, um, yeah, I guess, I guess, genital mutilation, yeah. That, I was gonna say the chemical castration of it, not just the not just a physical surgery. Transgender surgeries, particularly for there minors, are,
0: there are physical surgeries though.
1: I know, the, I know oh. there is, but I I thought they were they were only honing in on the physical. Oh, okay. Transgender surgeries, particularly for minors, are a contentious topic in ongoing debates about the cultural class in America. A recent major study into the side effects of surgeries for transgender individuals has revealed concerning levels of post-operative discomfort including pain during sexual activities and urinary problems, raising important questions for this emerging field of medical practice. The study by university of Florida researchers analyzed data from 21 transgender and non-binary individuals aged between 20 and 70 who had undergone undergone surgeries mainly consisted of men uh, mastectomies and vaginoplasties in the past five years of these 81 percent reported pain in such areas as the lower back, groin, pelvis, chest or shoulders or shoulders weeks, months or even years post surgery furthermore 50, 57% reported painful sexual intercourse while 29% experienced urinary incontinence or a frequent and in, in urgent need to urinate dr merrill alapatu a professor of Physiotherapy at the University of Florida revealed these preliminary findings in, at a private online workshop. There is a high percentage reporting muscu- musculoskeletal pain, difficulty moving, and pelvic floor dis- uh, dysfunction, said Dr. Alapadu, adding that more research is needed in a poorly understood area. There is no research that needs to be understood, there is no research that needs to be gathered because this shit needs to be shut down right here, done. And if you want to if you want to track people, people over 25 when your brains actually done developing, go have your surgeries. And that's that's the fucking end of it. Like keep the fucking kids out of this fucking bullshit. It's disgusting. I'm sick and tired of hearing this. And that's the end of that article.
0: All right. On to this week's Bud Light minute. <laughs> we need to come up with something for that. <laughs> we 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 actually got a few to get through. So I'm going to try to do this as quickly as possible, but um you know, they they've been making uh making making headlines. So Bud Light. this one's from Newsmax Finance. Bud Light sales tank most in the Carolinas. Um sales of Bud Light have fallen the most in North and South Carolina since the beers tie up with Transgender social media fuck up dick Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney. The New York Post reports. Between April 1st, 2023, when the uh Transheiser Bush branded date uh debuted its um ad with a uh, mental fuck up. Um Dick Swingin' Dylan Mulvaney, and June 3rd, Bud Light's beer sales share dropped six point nine percent. Oh, six point 9% percentage points from 19.4 to 12.5. This is according to data from Union, which complies hospitality, hospitality consumption data from 1,100 restaurants and bars across 38, 36 states with $2 billion in annual sales. In the past six months, Bud Light, which had been the number one beer in the U.S., has fallen to number four marking a 34.2 percent slide in revenue according to Union. transheiser Bush marketing capitalization has plummeted by 15.91 billion between April 1st and July 19th from 132.38 billion to 116.47 billion. Reaping the benefits of the boycotted beer, beers' woes are Miller Lite, Michelob Ultra, and Coors Light, um, now rank first, second, and third, respectively. Well, for all you uh, Americans out there, you shouldn't be drinking Michelob uh, Ultra. That's a that's a Trans hazard Bush product too. At, Re- at Recovery Room Tavern in South, Char- I mean Recovery Room Tavern in Charleston, South Carolina, Bud Light sales have tumbled ninety percent. <laughs> Instead of selling 10 cases of brew each week, the tavern owner um, told, told the union he's now selling one case of Bud Light a week. Damn. Damn, that's fucked. Um, other states where Bud Light sales have been suffering in the past three months are New York. Well, nobody lives there. In New Jersey, where sales are down 5.1%. In Texas, Bud Light sales are down 2.4%. Beer drinkers in Oregon and Washington are also uh, shunning the beer, but California sales are particularly unchanged. Okay, so the next one is from Breibart. Anheuser-Busch CEO downplays Dick swing and Dylan Mulvaney impact on Bud Light. They downplayed it, huh? Oh, he's trying to, but one mm. of the when it, one of the last articles here is going to show how much uh, <laughs> his downplay really worked, right? Um, Michael Dickless, CEO of global <laughs> brand uh, Transheiser Bush and Inbev, so, uh, sought the downplay that impacted the Dick Swing and Dill Mulvaney partnership has had on Bud Light, addressing the company's first quarter earnings call, Dickless em- emphasized the Mulvaney partnership at, was just a single can sent to a transgender TikTok influencer, and the company never intended the full product rollout. I- Guy, it's too fucking late.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you got you, you're you're on you're on the Titanic. It's going down. Yep. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. You're at it's, that point y- now where the ship fuck just down.
1: broke in half. Yeah, and you're just fucking getting pulled in.
0: You didn't have enough balls to just say, "Hey, we fucked up, America." Yeah, you that's keep playing, all you had to do. You keep playing these stupid games, which I'm going to get to a few of them and what the responses were the bud light volume decline in the us over the la- uh, the first 3 weeks of april as publicly reported would represent around 1% of the overall global volumes for the period he said this was the result of one can um what was it was it mj
1: it was not one fucking can it
0: wasn't because in photos which they you know they they want to edit out the six cans yes for for these fucking articles
1: yep it was a six pack
0: it was not made for production or sale to the general public. It would have been if you fucking, if everybody loved it, but nobody did. It's called it,
1: tipping, your know, dip, yeah. uh, dipping your toes in the water. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, uh, it's, it's putting something out there and seeing how it does. Yep. Um, it was one post, not a formal campaign or advertisement. He added. Dickless said the company's main mistake was allowing itself to enter into a political uh, discussion and it needs to have better understanding of social media landscape. You didn't get into a fucking political. Oh Jesus. And this is, this is uh, all after last week. um, Costco came out and said they might be pulling the product from their shelves. Mm. Um, So I think to start, we need to understand the current environment and especially the social media landscape and how consumer brands, especially big brands with significant reach, can be pulled into discussion like this one, he said. This is Dickless saying this. And we know that ours, Bud Light, is certainly not the first brand that was pulled into the situation like this. You put yourself in this. (laughs) So
1: he's he's blaming... Social media and and everything else that around Dylan Mulvaney, not not there. Your
0: your stupid fucking market VP marketing dipshit over there, Alyssa. Nobody gives a fuck about her last name. Fucking was oh, we need to get away from the fratty fratty uh, customer base that Bud Light has, and we need to be more exclusive. So who who decided that? Somebody that you fucking hired, Dickless. Exactly while while beer uh while beer will always be on the table when important topics are debated a beer itself should not be focused on debate and to me this is a key learning he said yeah you know what there there will be a beer there but it won't be your fucking beer right the ceo even went as far as to accuse customers on being confused insisting the company drive home the point it was just one can dipshit You're confused. It wasn't one fucking can. It was six fucking cans. You fucking stupid fuck. You went to college and got a fucking education and you don't even know how to count.
1: That's fucked. They keep saying one can they they, I don't know.
0: It's fucking sad. Dude, he's a fucking moron. That's what it is. Yeah. Can't can't accept he he he's uh the fucking company's falling apart because of fucking some fucking stupid transgender uh, fuck up who is who wants kids castrated or sterilized and he still has his fucking dick yep you know who's probably sterilized and castrated is this fucking ceo for fucking bud light but anyways (laughs) budweiser's mlb partnership sparks uproar really fucking pathetic I had a fucking, but, um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, what happened is, I guess there was, uh, um, a home run that happened. It might, it was like the longest home run recorded. And they said, because, you know, the home run happened, we're going to give away, uh, 469 $469 of beer money. For last week's 469 foot home run so it's a promotional thing so you got you got to go to the link and probably sign up for this competition okay however <laughs> much of the reaction to the post on twitter uh didn't go as planned hmm. with commenting like oh my god you're trying so hard it's over shut it down you're coming off a really <laughs> pathetic, kind of embarrassing for what was the king of beers. Yep. We'll see how I'd only be able to buy your beer with it. No thanks. And uh, Transheiser Bush has now restored to bribing people to buy their product, wrote another. Desperate times call for desperate measures, it seems. Nobody is buying this stuff anymore. One Twitter user shot back while another responded, go woke, go broke. Your favorite. Yes. (laughs) No amount of money will change our minds. Tweeted another, just shut down and call it, call it a learning experience of a lifetime. Quit pandering. While the post attracted a flood of negative comments on Twitter called the promotion, um, you, uh one Twitter called it sweet, while another cheers alongside the hashtag partnerships slogan buds for homers. Uh <laughs> replies to this ad, another uh this is uh replies to this ad are insane, wrote another user. So this article went on a little just uh going back and forth about what people tweeted. Um some people are for it because they're still drinking the queer beer and um some people are against it, and a lot of people are against it, and fucking CEO Dickless there can't fucking figure out why. Um, so then we're gonna go on to this next one from Newsmax: Bud Light's NFL message sparks backlash. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> so, with transizer Bush brands slowly making their way. Back to posting the social media, Bud Light shared a few words about the upcoming NFL season. Only eight Sundays till NFL, but who's counting? Read the tweet in question. The post was, made, uh, was met with, he- with a wave of backlash. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thank you, Bud Light. Marketing team commented another, you give my life meaning by coming, coming to your account and trashing you. really Budweiser and Bud Light will uh really Budweiser and Bud Light will spend millions on NFL commercials like it's business as usual with zero commercials addressing the issue another tweeted I said before that like the person whose only tool is the is a hammer seeing every problem is a nail eight uh Transheiser Bush sees marketing as a solution to every issue, but this is ridiculous. Go ahead, spend the money while we laugh, but it's getting to the point of foolishness. Go woke, go broke. So this one went on, trashing Transheiser Bush, Bud Light, and Budweiser for trying to trying to get their their marketing going for the NFL. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bud Light makes powerful enemy after March Madness controversy. This is by The Spun. Oh, shit. Bud Light has made a new powerful enemy months after the March Madness scandal. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is jumping onto the controversy pile.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anything to get his name out there for the presidency.
0: We believe that when you take your eye off the ball, that you are not following your duty to do the best you can for your shareholders. So we're going to be launching an inquiry about Bud Light and InBev, and could be something that leads to a derivative lawsuit filed on behalf of the shareholders of the Florida Pension Fund. Because okay. at the end of the day, there are there has has to be penalties for when you put business aside and focus on social agenda at expenses of hardworking people. Good. Nice. He's fucking, he's fucking standing up for the fucking people that work for, for them. DeSantis jumping onto the controversy pile is not surprising. The Florida governor and U S president hopeful as also pushing back against Disney, a bunch uh, among other major companies. It will be interesting to see if Bud light is capable of bouncing back during football season, arguably the most important time of the year. well, Apparently not because they're getting trashed on Twitter right now because of their eight Sundays left football season. All right. And we're going to wrap up this Bud Light minute from the New York post Transheiser Bush to lay off hundreds of U S corporate workers after Bud Light campaign disaster. What? What? I thought there was no problem. According to Dickless. (laughs) Transizer, Transizer Bush is set to lay off nearly 400 workers at, his, at its corporate offices in the wake of slumping sales that accelerated on April 1st when Bud Light partnered with transgender fuck-up influencer Dick Swing and Dylan Mulvaney. The company revealed that the statement to the Wall Street Journal on Wednesday that they that the cut will affect less than 2% of its workforce which according to Transheiser Bush's website includes 19,000 workers. The layoffs won't impact frontline workers such as brewery or warehouse staff, the company told the journal. Well, if you guys are starting to lay off 400 workers out of your 19,000.
1: But you know what? I do like that they're, they're doing the corporate.
0: I, I like that too, but it's going to start trickling down. Yeah, yeah. The, the restructuring the the outlet reported will eliminate corporate in marketing roles, because <laughs> that, that's what fucked up the company. Guess what? Uh, you should have uh, fucking done that uh, from at, the beginning. Major U.S. offices, including St. Louis, New York, and Los Angeles. Transheiser Bush's CEO, Brendan Whitworth, added, that, added in the written statement, while we never take these decisions lightly, we want to ensure that our organization continues to be set for future long-term success.
1: Well, you... you good,
0: good Good luck with that. Yeah. The, these corporate structure changes will enable the team to focus on what we do best, brewing a great beer for everyone. You should have just fucking did that from the beginning. Yep. The embattled chief executive added, um, who's been notoriously tight-lipped since Dick Swing and Mulvaney's post outraged Bud Light consumers base. The post has sought comment from Transheiser Bush, which will release its second quarter earnings on August 2nd. So th- this one's going to go in a little deeper on um, why they're getting let go, who's getting let go, and stuff like that. So if you want to read this one, this is at the New York Post. Transheiser Bush to lay off hundreds of U.S. corporate workers. So, you know, it, it's starting to hit, hit, them, hit them harder than they think. Yeah,
1: yeah, but that's what we've been saying all along. Good job. Yeah, good job. Good job.
0: Yeah. So I mean, all they should have been doing was just brewing beer. Yeah, not getting involved with this. Their their product sold its fucking it sold itself.
1: It did. It really did. They they still could have laid off all those people because like you yeah, said, it, it just sells, fucking <laughs> it sells itself. So my next one's from Trend of Politics. House Democrat argues that government should define truth and Americans need to be censored. You need to be censored, Democratic <laughs> Democratic Congresswoman Stacey Plaskett, a non-voting delegate from the U.S. Virgin Islands, said the part of would um, said said the quiet part loud out loud while appearing on MSNBC's The Inside the Interview with former White House mouthpiece Jen Psaki on Sunday. U.S. government should what. Say what? Well, P-S-A-K-I. I I don't know. I figured the P was silent. I don't know. Um, The U.S. government should define for America what what the truth is and censor those Americans who don't agree with it. Well, you know, first of all, they want to talk about censorship, Plaskett said, that anytime you point out untruths, you're censoring or you're stopping people from speaking. It's not that we're not stopping people from speaking. People can speak, but we also get we're we're also going to give the American people the truths so that they can have science and facts and history against wild outlandish claims that the Republicans are trying to get. That's not only going to keep them from going in, going to the polls and suppressing vote or telling truths, but it also really very detrimental to the American people. In other words, the U.S. government is going to stop people from speaking what Stacey Plaskett and her Democrat colleagues call the truth. Numerous times in the past 10 years, the Democratic Party and the media have misled the American people on the truth. Whether it was false claims about COVID vaccines, to the Russia hoax, to racial incendiary police shootings, the American people have been pushed to believe in a damaging political agenda. Stacey Plaskett again I mean, gained notoriety this week by turning congressional hearings on big tech censorship to Into a Circus. Rep. Jim Jordan sparred with her about censorship from the very opening of the hearings. When arguing with a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about by herself telling falsehoods, she was the recipient of blistering objection by the Democratic presidential candidate and son of the late Robert F. Kennedy. Wow. Wow. House Democrats then failed in their attempt to exclude Robert F. Kennedy Jr. from a hearing on federal censorship, alleging that his presence uh, contravened House regulations uh, designed to avert slanderous or derogatory testimony. The various endeavors to mute Kennedy during the hearing led him to comment this is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. Her guilt-by-association attack on Robert F. Kennedy backfired further when Rep. Cat McCormick revealed that Plaskett had accepted money from now-dead, convicted, pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. So he's still fucking... He's he, Even though supposedly he's dead, his fingers are still fucking within the fucking government. A viral clip from the hearing shows Plaskett mouthing incorrect words from a transcript that was memorized and probably written by her staffer. Yeah, it probably was. It's obvious that de- uh, obvious why Democrats like Stacey Plaskett went to want to censor the American people. They want to prevent you from seeing embarrassing clips like the ones I just showed you. Damn, who the fuck wrote this? That's how they just ended it. <laughs> All right, anyways. Um, here's here's proof again so we can remove the tinfoil hat when we're talking about you know the government wants us censored um that's right here that's what they they, that's what they want to happen um but she probably wasn't actually supposed to come out and talk to it uh, talk about it the way she did um because it 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 just it it puts a bullseye on them and good luck with the government like you, they need to stop their shit because it's gonna come to a fucking head, and we're, we're not gonna take this anymore. It's, it's.
0: I'm getting fucking fed up with it. But that's it for that article. All right, another follow up article from last week. Yellow Corp may file bankruptcy this week as customers cut and run. This is from Seeking Alpha. Yellow Corporation dropped. 25.5% before the bell on Thursday as the uh, trucking company could file for bankruptcy protection this week. The Wall Street Journal reported citing unnamed sources following the cash uh, cash crunch that forced it to miss union payments. A bankruptcy filing uh, may put yellow at high risk of liquidation as customers have increasingly been abandoning the company yellow is still exploring other options as it is not decided on filing for bankruptcy the report said the company continues to prepare for a range of contingencies a yellow spokesperson said yellow has been hemorrhaging customers as its operations were hit by a union dispute with teamsters union threatening to go on strike as a result yellow has been limited limiting pickup operations at all terminals. Given its weakened state, we believe it would be extremely difficult for Yellow to make it through the work action, um, said TD Cowan, uh, warning the shipment um, volumes may have dropped 80%. A strike would significantly accelerate the freight uh, diversions to other LTL players. Talks are ongoing with Teamsters for the new contract that would allow Yellow to continue with its restructuring plan, with which it said was necessary to compete against non-union carriers. Yellow, customer customers could drive up pricing in the trucking sector, which is already facing low freight rates and weak demand. Customers will be paying higher price because yellow had the cheapest rates said stasha jindell president of sga consulting and that wraps that one up why can't these people have regular names
1: <laughs> they need to make it easier for us
0: well teamsters just fucking got the shit done with ups so they sounds like they're still pretty busy yeah i thought they were dead in the water the teamsters no i think unions are gonna start coming back personally
1: Actually, yeah, if shit keeps going the way it is, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So my next one is from Fox News. Family had trouble in uh, navigating process of transporting marine killed in Afghanistan, GOP rep says. Uh, a Republican lawmaker is concerned after being notified that one of the 13 Gold Star families from the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan secured a nonprofit to transport the body of a marine killed in Afghanistan to Arlington National Cemetery after having trouble, quote-unquote, navigating the process. Christy Shamblin, mother-in-law of Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole L. Gee, told the uh, told Fox News that the Defense Department did not refuse to pay for transport and that she was flown to Sacramento, which was her hometown and recruiting station where services were held. Shamblin's son, who was Gee's husband, told that told her that the cost to transport the Marines body to Arlington National Cemetery after the services in California would be $60,000. As her son was trying to work through the process of a nonprofit organization offered to step in and transport the body themselves. Shamblin said, Guy's remains were initially flown to her hometown in Roseville, California for a cemetery. I mean, a ceremony but the responsibility for transporting Gee to a final resting place in, at Arlington, Arlington National Cemetery was initially unclear to the family. That's when Honoring Our Fallen, a nonprofit dedicated to assisting the families of fallen American service members, stepped up to help the family move Gee, securing a private flight for the body to Virginia. They were never, they were never actually presented with a bill or told that they would have to pay for it before the NGO took care of everything. But they were also not told that the process for a DOD to pay for this. Christie said it is Christie's understanding that there may have been a reimbursement process, but her son didn't know at the time. And as a grieving husband struggled to navigate that time period. Shamblin has said she hopes to make the process more clear for future families of fallen service members. Saying her son had difficulty navigating the process at the same time. He was in shock after losing his wife, and it goes on and on, and um,
0: you know there there shouldn't have been a process. I, I bet, I bet you, I bet you a hundred fucking percent. If that female identified as a trans man, the fucking government be bending over backwards to fucking get her remains wherever the family wanted.
1: Yep, and then they, with, they'd with be, no
0: cost to them.
1: No, and then there'd be everything would be lined up. They'd, oh, yeah. they'd be like, listen. Here's an email. They're going to here, we're going here yeah. first, having that ceremony, no. and then because she's a fallen service member, she's going to Arlington Cemetery right after that. Here's transportation. This is when the body's going to arrive. Blah 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 blah. And like you said, if it was a it was a transgender or non-binary or whatever, that the plane that the the person would be on that that she would be on would be having fucking rainbow smoke coming out from the bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's it's just it's fucking sad. Like you need we need to take care of these people that are defending our fucking country and giving us the limited rights that we have now. Yeah, and it, it's just uh, it it's disgusting, and that's why we need to eradicate this fucking current government that we have. But that'll do that. That'll be it for that, that article.
0: Okay, my next one's a little follow up from um one of our special episodes on HD forty four twenty. Nice. This is from the Boston Herald. And this one's for our Massachusetts listeners. You know, if you did email the uh, your reps or um, the Senate, good job. That's working. But the fight's not over. Mariano puts Massachusetts gun reform bill on hold until the fall. That's why this fight's not over. So keep at them, your reps, the Senate, fucking Michael Gay. The one who did the fucking bill. Um, Retreat follows closed door sessions with reps spat with Senate. Top house Democrats will back down from their controversial push to approve the 140 page omnius gun reform measure before lawmakers break for vacation in August. Less than a week after he conveyed a series of closed door meetings to hear from representatives about the sweeping proposals unveiled June 26, House Speaker Ron Mariano um, told his chamber Monday evening that he oh that the new goal is to bring measure forward in autumn. While the House's commitment to push a comprehensive update remains steadfast, a new legal landscape will be our greatest threat and efforts. This is why the House believes that we must thoroughly evaluate all the proposals made in the legislation over the summer and that the House members must have the chance to continue to speak to their constituents um, and provide feedback. Mariano uh, wrote in a message obtained by the news service, House, House leadership will continue to work on the bill until it's ready for debate in the fall. The retreat punts for uh, at least a month or possibly longer action on legislation that drew um, criticism from firearm owners and set off a, uh, a fight with the uh, Senate Democrats. Mariano had signaled that he wanted the bill to win House approval by the end of July before lawmakers began to filter for their traditional slow period in August and might muscle it through without formal committee review, because the disagreements with senators overall, which overall, I mean, over which panel should lead the process. The Quincy Democrat did not outline the path forward through the House Senate squabble, um, reiterating his view on the Judiciary Committee, which will uh, um, author, which bill author Rep. Michael Day, or Gay, uh, co-chairs should be tasked with conveying the public hearing uh, feedback on the legislation because of what its work responds to previous U.S. Supreme court decisions. Mariano pointed out assault weapons, re- um, Regulation bill from 2021 to 2022 session. The house sent the public safety committee and the Senate wanted to send it to the judiciary committee, a preference of the house Accommodated the legislation ultimately died in the study order. The House believes that the Joint Committee and Judiciary is uniquely equipped to navigate the legal challenges of SCOTUS decisions, just as it did during the initial response to the Bruin and overturning the Roe, Mariano wrote. We remain disappointed that the Senate delayed our intended review of gun violence legislation in insisting on the referral to the public safety committee, despite the fact that just a year ago the Senate insisted a different late-filed bill proposing changes to gun laws be refer- referred to the judiciary instead of the public safety, um, the Speaker continued. Regardless, you have have my word that we will spend the ensuing weeks working with the working with you to address concerns and questions uh, you and your constituents may have. About the proposal of legislation. Senate Democrats have said they are interested in pushing, I mean, and pursuing some kind of firearms legislation this session, particularly to deal with the recent uptick in untraceable ghost guns, and law enforcement officials have observed without outlying specific details. So basically, he, uh, this goes on a little more, but, um, In this article, he does bring up that um, the Supreme Court um, overturned the New York State and Rifle Pistol Association versus Bruin, which uh, makes states rethink um, firearm licensing laws, and um, that the Bruin decision fundamentally changed how courts review the state laws and immediately jeopardize aspects of how laws have been made. So that's not what it did. It didn't make it harder or a different way to do laws. What it did is it turned everything back to the way it should be. And now what I think happened is everybody in the state of Massachusetts and some, probably some people from outside the state were emailing these people. They were feeling the heat and the blowback from it. And the law hadn't even gone into effect or was voted on. And they're like, fuck, I don't want to lose my goddamn job because, uh, when it comes time to voting, I'm going to be out.
1: Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So my next one's from the Epic Times. Oh wow. CDC changed definition about of breakthrough COVID-19 after emails about vaccine failure. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention altered its definition of COVID-19 cases among the vaccinated leading to a lower number of cases classified as a breakthrough. According to documents obtained by the Epic Times, in early 2021, the CDC defined post-vaccination cases as people who tested positive seven or more days after receipt of a primary vaccination series. According to one of the documents, the definition was changed on February 2nd, 2021, to include only cases detected at least 14 days after a primary series. Another document shows. We have revised the case definition. Dr. Mark Fisher, head of the CDC's vaccine breakthrough case investigation team, wrote to colleagues at the time. The rationale for the change was redacted. CDC spokesman Scott Pauley defended the altered definition. CDC made the change to the definition of a breakthrough infection time period due to the most uh, current data that showed that the 14-day period was required for an effective antibody response to the vaccine, Mr. Polly told the Epic Times in an email. That in combination with the data showing that many cases of COVID-19 were incubating for up to two weeks before becoming symptomatic required the change to, to refine the time period to eliminate cases where exposure happened before the vaccination response would be effective. Dr. Harvey Rich, professor emeritus of epidemiology in, at the Yale School of Public Health, said there was no cognate rationale for excluding yearly cases in other events among the vaccinated whether they occurred within 7 days or 14 days while with the with either of these delays CDC addressed that the theoretical best that the vaccination could achieve the vaccines would uh, the vaccines don't work for the first 7 to 14 days or increase risk of getting COVID-19 during that period and as part of what happened when they are uh, deployed in population, Dr. Rick Rich told the Epic Times via email. Dr. J. Batakaira, I don't know, a professor of health policy at Stanford University, said the CDC should have focused on advising people that they weren't as protected immediately after the vaccination. Exactly. And it didn't fucking work anyways, and it's giving you blood clots and fucking killing kids and all kinds of shit. Rather than playing games with the definition of breakthrough cases, Dr. Bhattakaraya <laughs> told the Big Times in an email, the CDC should have warned recently vaccinated vulnerable older people that they were at risk for being infected during that period. And um, yeah, it goes into, into, some, into a lot of stats. If you want to read in on more COVID-19 bullshit, and it's, it's kind of funny that the CDC keeps changing shit and redefining things and all this shit. And you have to ask yourself why. Because they know that they fucked up, that, they, that the vaccine doesn't work, that it actually causes more harm than good. And for like, like what you said, that all these people that got the jab that they don't, they, they wake up every day is like, oh, is this the day that I, I get a blood clot in my brain and I die? Or my heart just fucking stops working or whatever, whatever the fucking other little thing's going to happen that's going to kill them. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. But that'll do it for that article.
0: Okay, my uh, next article is for all you listeners in Massachusetts. Again. Again. This one's from Breibart. Report, tens of thousands of illegal aliens in Massachusetts rush to secure their driver's license. Data shows from the uh, Registry of Motor Vehicles... um that 100,000 requests for appointments to get driver's permits um, have been placed since July 1st, since a law took effect that allowed um, illegals to obtain a driver's license statewide. In, the, in this uh, vote that happened last year, apparently, they are the 17th state to enact this law, joining California, New York, <laughs> Colorado, and Connecticut, among others. So, you know, that's um, just a quick little run of the article. I mean, if you want, check it out. Breitbart, tens of thousands of illegal aliens in Massachusetts rushed to secure driver's licenses. And just a quick little note, there are 316,000 illegal immigrants in the state of Massachusetts. So you're going to have all those illegals possibly on the road
1: possibly on the road clogging up the DMV that's already fucking clogged up with people that don't even belong having a fucking license because they're they're not a fucking citizen. Yeah. So my next one is from the New York Post. I tried the 75 hard challenge. It was hospitalized for
0: water poisoning. (laughs) Okay, you you told me about this last night, and I'm not about defending fucking people's shit, but... This, this, this is not a challenge. I can tell you that. And right. Cause the, we, we did that. We, we did, I did a modified version yeah, of it, but cause you're, you're on injury. So yeah. you, you did a, mo- you did everything, but like lifting your two workouts or walking. Um, <laughs> and you don't need a lift. It's, it's, it's a structured, it's a structured thing. Basically what it is is for mental strength. Everybody thinks this is a fucking, uh, workout challenge and that's not what it is. It's to hold yourself personally to a standard and grow some type of mental strength. And I'm not about uh, fighting people's battles, but uh, the creator of this, Andy Frisella, says this all the time. It's not a challenge. It's not what it is. And basically what I got from this article is it's some fucking... uh, moron on tiktok that wants to get some type of fame in doing a workout challenge and this is not a workout challenge and you fucking moron because that's what you are you i guarantee you tried drinking a whole fucking gallon of water your skinny ass couldn't handle it yep and you you're like oh people you can go into um, a sodium deficiency if you drink too much water no shit Yeah. No fucking shit. You think you're educating somebody? (laughs) You fucking moron. That's
1: because, yes, you're supposed to drink a gallon of water, which sounds like a lot in the challenge. But
0: it's throughout the day. Exactly. You're supposed to do
1: it structured. And
0: and technically, a fucking 16-point ounce fucking bottle of water, all you need to drink is eight of these throughout your fucking day. The whole day. The whole fucking day, you just need to drink eight of these. Yeah. Not that fucking hard. I mean, apparently it is because I forgot to drink half a bottle and I had to start over at day 21. <laughs> and this stupid bitch is talking about, oh, I don't want to start over. You're only on day fucking four. Yeah, exactly. You didn't do anything yet.
1: So you, haven't, you have another one?
0: Yeah. No mental toughness right there. You do <laughs> need to do the fucking program.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Great program, by the way. I, it I, is. I, I liked it. It is, it is. Um,
0: probably gonna do it again the mm, coming weeks, start it up again. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not gonna end up in the hospital with a sodium deficiency. (laughs) Okay, my last article is from Breibart, CEO of company that wants you to scan your fucking eyeball. World ID is coming whether you like it or not. Yeah. (laughs) Alex Balani. Uh, CEO of Worldcoin, a company that wants billions of people to scan their eyes uh, to create a global system of authentication, says the global form of ID is coming, whether you like it or not. Good luck trying to trying it. Worldcoin uh, uh, was co-founded co-founded by Samuel uh, Sam Altman who is the CEO of OpenAI, the company behind the controversial large language model, ChatGPT, the AI mogul, previously stated his hopes for technology to break capitalism by enabling the more efficient allocation of resources. Previous investors in WorldCoin include disgraced crypto kingpin Sam uh, Bankman-Fried, founder of Collapsed. Cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, the company uses technology that scans the, you know, uh, the iris um, of your eye of people around the world. Data which is uh, then used to grant access to WorldCoin ecosystem as well as the means of dis- um, distinguishing people uh, between real people and bots. Oh, wow. This means that WorldCoin success will... In part, be driven by the excess of AI and impersonating humans, a field that Altman's open AI is also closely tied to. In recent remarks, Balan said that eventually anyone who wants to use the internet will need to be authenticated by WorldCoin or something like that. Well, I guess what? I won't be on the internet anymore. Nope. Guess I'm going to have to fucking- Wait,
1: you're not going to use the internet-
0: well, what I, the fuck? I, well, I've gone thirty six fucking years without drinking <laughs> alcohol, smoking a cigarette, doing a drug. I think I can easily give up going on the fucking internet, right? And and I don't have any personal social media accounts except for YouTube, and I don't really consider that anything, right? And yeah, I've I've gotten through life pretty pretty well, so I think I can drop the fucking internet, okay? So that's gonna wrap <laughs> that one up, and um, you know if that's the case, we can still continue the show. We'll just have to apply to fucking the paper version of all these fucking bands,
1: <laughs> So I just have one, uh, one quick one. Uh, it's from Fox news, Texas army base vehicle accident kills one soldier and five others injured. I just wanted to <clears throat> bring this up because any, anytime someone falls, yeah, I mean, they're not really in the, in, in battle or anything, but you know, they're, they're serving our country and, should be should be recognized one army soldier is dead after five others injured after a vehicle accident friday morning at fort bliss el paso texas fox news has learned in a twitter post fort bliss in the first armored division confirmed that a soldier was killed and five others were injured approximately 9 30 a.m in a base training area and um you know just thoughts and prayers go out to um everyone affected especially especially the soldier that that losses his, uh, his or her life and and the other five that they have a quick uh, recovery. And, um,
0: yeah, that'll be it. All right, you got anything else to add to the show? No, sir. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Um, If it's your first time listening on YouTube Rumble or your favorite podcast directory, uh, give us a follow or uh, a subscribe, like the show, leave us a comment, let us know how we're doing. We did get a, a comment from a new rumble uh subscriber to the show or follower we appreciate that yes very we much su- we did see it um glad to see that you spoke to your reps and senate yep for in massachusetts and it sounds like they're fucking morons because they don't know what the hell they're talking about right but are you really surprised No. so anyways you can uh do like uh that person did and leave us a comment and hey you might get a mention on the show um also, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are on truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we are on YouTube and rumble. Like I just said at the realist uncensored. That's one word. You can also email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. That could be for show ideas. That could be, uh, any, anything you want to talk about. You, if you want to tell us we suck or whatever, so be it. Let us know. Yeah. Episodes will be dropping weekly on Wednesday and Friday. So be on the lookout for those. And you know, the surprise message Mondays, because I don't even fucking know about them. And also, I will be updating our page uh for what to email your reps and Senate on the HD 4420 bill because that fight's not over for you, Massachusetts listeners. Um, it's just been postponed. So we're gonna update what we have written add in a few things, and then you can get to emailing or calling your reps in Senate about that bill in August and in September and October. And I don't know, because who knows? <laughs> who it, knows yeah, how long it's going to yeah, take? Yeah, and they, they might not even bring it back up if they still continue to get fucking emails. The fight's not over for you guys. Right. And everybody else that's listening in other states The fight's not over for you guys either because you guys should be doing the same thing because eventually it might end up coming to your state because Massachusetts is trying to set a national standard for other states to follow. Right. All right. You got anything else to add? No, sir. Okay, you're playing the music. guess we're out of here. Have a good (laughs) fucking weekend and fuck Bud Light.